Are we doing a formal introduction thing? Or? I don't know. I kind of like it when the when the conversation just starts when someone pushes play. Like okay, but after the after the intro music, cue the intro music. Rocky Mountain mixed down. We're we're talking music in your hometown, other places too. Welcome, welcome. All are welcome here. Rocky Mountain mixed down. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could put in like a little like a like a thunderclap or something. I wish we had a metal like a version. Dude, you gotta just get a board, dude, and do your sounds while it's happening. Oh, just live it. Fuck it, dude. Like yeah, a radio, yeah. Like a radio station, like wow. Oh wah. yeah. <laughs> Or old school days, dude. They actually fucking they had maracas and yeah. everything in there. They didn't even have recordings. Or they would do then. those like mouth sounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? I only have two sounds you on got my the, phone. The horn. Yeah, don't play. What, what is this one? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's Liz's favorite. It's and not. It's not. The only the only other sound I have is ham. Ham? Yeah. Such as come free with the app. It comes it comes free with the horn. Like it's just called ham horn. So that's the only two Whoa. things on the app or is a ham and a horn. Is the rap horn and then it just says ham and there's like that people are gonna like this one. And somebody made ninety-nine cents off of me. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. We are here with when darkness falls, at least two thirds of them, right? That is true. We have Eli and Kayla. I'm Eli. I'm Kayla. <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, missing Will. Yeah, Will is the, the third member. He's not here tonight. But, but you're searching for a fourth member. We are searching for a fourth. But yeah, Will's not here. He's uh, teaching kiddos how to play the old Get Joe. That's what he's doing right now. But all is well. We're here and we're going to talk about us. But the fourth member you need is a drummer. Is a drummer. Yes. yes. We, we need an awesome drummer. And... If anybody's listening, just contact us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you like, and uh, we can set up an audition. Shaboom. Yes. What are the best traits of a metal drummer? Long hair. <laughs> a can-do attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I almost opposite instead of best traits. It's like it's certainly a challenge how many bands all metal drummers are in. So I feel like if you find a metal drummer in like – two or less bands that really likes you, you're gold. Everyone's always looking for a drummer. Yeah. Certainly Blast Beats, though. That's uh, Double Kick, yeah. probably the best trait ever, and it's prevented multiple people, I would say, from auditioning, is just being able to do Double Kick yeah. confidently. It's it's a big barrier. So metal drummers, you need your Double Kick. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, When Darkness Falls has been a, a metal band for how many years now? Well, uh, well, this current lineup that we have, it's been about uh, a year and a half, almost two years, yeah. I would say. What about the inception of Dude, the band? Dude, it happened in the winter of 2014. I don't know, dude. I was doing acoustic music for about a year and a half, you know? And... Dude, I thought I was like gonna die or something. Like something was like not like it was like I wasn't eating or something. It was like something's wrong. Like what's Aww. happening? And uh, like something's yeah. missing. From yeah, it was metal, dude. So I started writing. I wrote three songs. I called up my buddy, and he ran a little studio called Vital Audio at the time. And uh, and I was like, dude, I got these three songs. I really want to record them. And he's like, what are you gonna do with the drums? And I was like, well, I got an idea in my head. We can just program them for the first time, you know. Uh, 
full circle now, but <laughs> but yeah, dude. And so yeah, we went in there. And the funny part was, I never thought about vocals or anything like that. We finished the recordings, and he's like, "All right, who's gonna scream?" And I was like, "Hmm." I was like, "I didn't even know. I didn't think about it." And I went home and I looked up a bunch of different guys, and and then uh, I actually watched a Rush video, a DVD or something. A Rush video, <laughs> yeah, dude. really, yeah. And I was just like, "Well, if that guy can do it, you know, even though he was playing bass, you know, their vocalist." But I really started like thinking more about like you know the bands I like to listen to, you know, and I started really thinking about like Dave Mustaine, you know, from Megadeth, and I was just like, "Okay." All right. So where does your yell come from? It's from the belly. You got it. It's the dirty belly, yeah. Dude, yeah, you know, there's some vocalists that can pull off the raspy thingy, but like, I mean. How many years can you do that for? It's like the guy from Disturbed, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Corey Taylor is very throaty. It's like yally throaty. It's like, Yeah, but then he does a Stone Sour album just to, you know, just to to break it up. Yeah, no joke, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that. Oh, (laughs) Oh, what? No, that's that's another band he's in, Stone Sour. He was actually in Stone Sour before he was in Slipknot. Yeah. And then his voice got tired, so he went back to Stone Sour for a couple years. To give it a break. And to get on like a movie soundtrack. Yeah, that's true. That worked out well for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, dude, wild shit, dude. So th- that's a long time to basically organically grow a band, right? Across yeah. eight years and, you know, not even COVID withstanding, but uh, there's a rotation of musicians that come in and out. There's uh, different styles of metal that. Uh, and many subgenres. And many subgenres <laughs> that everyone has made us painfully aware of over the years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> has the sound of When Darkness Falls changed since 2014? Oh, yeah. And how has it changed? Well, uh, yes, it has changed. And I think the best way to say it is it's just evolved. You know, like when I go listen to the older tunes, I do, I dig them, you know, and they sound great. But when I listen to what, like, what was on the last album, I was like, whoa, like, we actually have grown, you know, like, even though members have left and like we got new members now, the ideas of the, the songwriting and the way the songs are written has changed so much, but in a good way, you know, with technology too, you know, like being able to just do our own demos and stuff like that, you know, at home and really sit down and like really break a riff instead of just like, remembering a riff that I wrote last night, you know, now I can really record it and be like, oh, this sounds sick. And then so on and so forth. It's it's just a progression, dude. And, and I love it because it's just getting heavier. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and fuller too. Yeah. Yes. I would love to add because I think there's a very core part that's amazing is Eli actually writes all the music for everyone. So it's been a lot easier to switch out members because pretty much all the songs now, I think with the exception of one, but all the songs for When Darkness Falls have always been completely written by Eli. So whether we switch out people, he's writing the guitar parts, he's writing the bass parts, he's writing the drum parts. Like they're, they're very much all your compositions and your creation. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing was like the first album, like, yeah, uh, like we, we, we did like a demo or whatever, you know, an EP for like, we did recorded six songs, you know, and I, I, I liked them, you know, but I was just like, dude, we need to record this at the best level of like, like what we have at that time, you know? So in 2018, I was like, all right, let's record the 12, these 12 songs. And the main reason was because if we need somebody new, they can listen to the recording now because it was always me teaching them, you know, the parts or it's not, you know, not teaching them, you know, just showing them the riffs and showing them like that, you know, with certain drummers, you know, they have their style. And I, I love that. That's the crazy thing about the different drummers we've had is like, I think that helped, uh, helped us evolve, you know, play to their strengths, figure out what they could do the best and then Right, you know, so maybe that we can write a sweet chorus now because this guy's really good with doing a certain thing or so, or 
a verse or so on and so forth. So it's been really neat. Nice. Has your songwriting changed? Like what's like your typical like workflow for like putting a song together? Do you come with it all and be like, all right, guys, this is it. Or, or do you say, okay, here's, here's a riff. And then, you know, maybe Will's like, oh, why don't we like add a third to it? Or, well, actually with the writing process right now, We've actually written four new songs, or five actually, uh, which is awesome. But how it's been working is uh, it's kind of just been like I write the core idea of the song, you know? And then like I'll be like, okay, Will's going to put a guitar solo right here, or I need a lead right here. Before, I would write the bass parts too, but Kayla's getting to a part now where she she can just figure it out now, and yeah. she's getting a lot, be- <laughs> lot better. And she's, you know, she's been working with Brandon from Allegion, their bass player. Oh, nice. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, his tips and like his help, man. Like she and she was already killing it before. So like now she just like really tightened it up. So like now it's cool. Like I can write a core part and then I'd be like, all right, this is what I got, you know. And sometimes, you know, it it stays exactly the same, but usually it just it brightens up like when they bring their parts to it. So And Kayla has been no stranger to the scene pre when darkness falls, right? Yeah. I, I used to play flutes in another band in light and um we have actually been longtime doghouse people too. So that's some playing shows, but I think that's like honestly when Eli and I met more and because of our, our guitars being friends as we were just at one end of the hallway, they were in the room they've always been in. So we, I think it was Fridays again. We both always practice Fridays. Yeah. It would get crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had like eight members? Six. I think we started with eight, but yeah, we had six. It was almost like a metal ska band then. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. It was very unfair when uh, like a uh, black sky would just give you a bar tab for your whole band and we'd play shows with them and we're like, why do you guys get double the amount? Yeah, they're getting pizza and beer. We're like, all right, we all get a beer. <laughs> yeah, we're all walking around with our mugs like, hey, guys, you know, because there's only three of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pre us owning doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have seen it all. Dude, we've seen some changes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for the like, good again, you know what I mean? Like, Yay. <laughs> one of the first things that we noticed about the metal community is it is tight. It is tight. Everyone seems to know each other. There is a very fierce, very vociferous <laughs> group of people <laughs> that has a specific set of venues that they just like bum rush whenever, whenever a gig is happening, oh, you yeah. know, like. It's really interesting, man. Uh, you know, like as far like I, you know, I'm not into like hip hop or anything. Like I like hip hop, but I just mean like what I know and in the metal world, it's it, it's very interesting how like it's great that we have all these genres and I love them all. Like I'm one of those dudes that I'll be jamming some hair metal one day, listening to Cannibal Corpse, and then I'm like maybe I'll listen to some Slayer, and then uh you know still still Panther, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's not my idea to be in in a clique, you know. I'd rather you know just play with everybody. Like, why not, you know? And that's when really fun this year. Say, like, we got to do stuff with Nucleo Rock, which is amazing. It's an all-Spanish station. Like, a lot of um, Spanish bands that they're from was super fun. That's how we did our album release, actually, and our, like, have had subsequent shows and some stuff with Ground Zero bands, some stuff at first with S&P. Like, yeah, just playing around. Yeah, you know, yeah, dude, just expand and just have fun because, like, that's what we're trying to do, you know, and, uh, like, I, I get it. It is a business, you know, but, like, man, you know, like, if you're just breaking your back to make a dollar and you're not happy, what's the point, you know? Right, right. That is very true. 
but we haven't. I, 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 maybe I'm being too cynical about it. I don't know, but like, because <laughs> uh, it's awesome, dude. You know, because we this year's been nuts, dude. Like, or oh, the year before when everything opened up. I think there's a really good aspect too, which I wonder if it's kind of like all people in metal are like the black sheep of their family or the black sheep of something. So I think when you're like together with your community of everyone, it's like, it very much is a family. Like I hear metal family all the time with people we know and how you refer to people. And, and I agree. There's so many like hugs and stuff at shows. And I, I don't know if it's some of like just people used to being like the out or kind of oddball or in their in crowds. Right. Like it means even more to them to have it. Cause they're like, maybe not as used to. Yeah. I think we're used to like grabbing loners at, crowds too and being like it's okay (laughs) you're not alone anymore you're at a metal show (laughs) we're all at a metal show let's headbang like let's be together so the first show that we had at doghouse was your show i didn't even really acknowledge that when that happened i was just stoked to just play here and do that thing you know but uh yeah that was a crazy fun night because fixing guy they they did a killer job oh man who who else grace guy and grace guy falls yes yes Wow, that was a crazy fun night, man. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting us do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, really. we had no idea what we were doing oh. at the time. And there was like tasteful moshing. Yeah. You know, like people would like careen into each other. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait. You might bump into the fridge. <laughs> you know, like, My one fear yes. was like, Kenny, do you think people are going to get crazy? We're going to have to be like, don't hit this stuff. And no, everyone was so respectful. Yeah. They clearly enjoyed having a good time, but like they were also respectful of the space. And that was actually one of the catalysts of like, oh, maybe we could do more of this. Yeah. And I think a cool part I noticed of that metal crowd is like the age range. So there's people who've been going to these shows forever and they can like kind of set the tone for the newer people and be like, this is how we do it. This is like what it's like to be at one of these shows. Oh, yeah. In a a really nice way. It's not like, hey, stop that. But... Yeah, uh, you know every metal show we've been to, you know, like they it gets, you know, getting out of hand is like when somebody accidentally gets hurt. That that's what I've learned, you know, in the metal community. It's just like when it got out of hand, it's just because somebody accidentally got hurt, or like, yeah, we're all drunk, but it's just like, oh shit, somebody bumped into the tower, this fell over, oh my god, you know, it's not, it's not that somebody intentionally went in a fucking mosh pit with a knife, and he's like, today's the day, bitch, you know, like, <laughs> you know. You know? <laughs> I've never seen that, so thank goodness. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's so interesting to be a girl too, because um, like if if you don't want to mosh, it's just clear you're not really part of that. Like people are super respectful. They'll move. They'll try not to hit. They're you. They're not like elbowing you. Yeah, like, Come on. but then it's like if you're a person that want to mosh, which happens a bunch too. Like you're just accepted. It's like if you want to go in, like cool. You're treated exactly the same. If you don't, like okay. they'll watch out for you. So I don't. I don't know. I've always found that's like really interesting and kind of supportive in both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have had a crazy tour schedule. Like not even a tour schedule. Just like I feel like gigs. Just like come to you now every like two weeks it seems like i wish they were just coming to us dude (laughs) (laughs) but ultimately like you know we've been doing all the booking right now and dude it's been awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's like a job i mean like yeah Yeah. well that's just you're you're basically as a band you are doing the job of marketing you are doing the job of booking of logistics of You know, everything, yeah, everything from plugging in an amp to filling up the gas tank to putting the posters up, like, it, it's it, it, it's got to be exhausting. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's awesome, dude. Like, you know, there's nothing cooler than, like, when somebody comes to a show or something like that, even like in the local area, and they're like, yeah, we saw a poster for this show, man, or like, you know, or like, we decided to come, and they're just like, what band are you in? They don't even know you 
put the poster up. They don't know anything. They just came out for a night of metal. And I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. I was like, that's, I was like, that's almost better than them knowing our band, but then we get to crush it. And then they're just like, Oh my God. You know? So I love like, that. dude, it's so cool, man. Yeah. I like, we've just been playing a lot, man. We, you know, getting hooked up with the older venues that we used to play with. Yeah. You just got back from like basically a West yeah. side of the country tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too short to be a tour. And Bertha, dude, I give it up to Big Bertha. Chevy, <laughs> if you're out there, sponsor us. Yeah, you you have a you have a giant van that you tour in. Uh, we, I I was called the Darkness Mobile. I don't know why, but <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I love that actually, yeah. dude. I dig it, man. Yeah, no, Bertha's amazing. Yeah, I call her Bertha. She's my baby. But yeah, oh. 1995 Chevy G20 conversion van. But like, dude, she's great, dude. Like, uh, like you know, she was, she got us all the way there the first time. The last time we did it, it was in 2018. It was just a little, but that was five shows we did, and we went to Long Beach. This time we just went Albuquerque, Kingsman, and uh, Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield, and yeah, dude, that was nuts, dude. That's got that because that's like the 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 salad bowl area of California. Oh right? yeah, like the the uh, the produce. That's oh, like, yeah. oh yes, yeah. you like come out of the desert right to. A bunch yeah, of the produce sudden, fields. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden. Dude, these giant yeah. fans are like uh, the windmills. The windmills yeah. fans. <laughs> <laughs> giant windmills, dude. Huge metal fans. Dude, giant <laughs> everywhere. It's like Don Quixote's nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. I, it was like the whole freaking mountain, side of the mountain. And then you go past that, and then it's all just uh, like it was all not grapes for – yeah, yeah, grapes for a, for vines. Yeah, but the desert was crazy because, well, well, it was just weird, dude. Like, you know, we're from the Colorado, you know, like seeing the mountains and we're used to like so many trees, and then everything was just dead. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> wrote like twenty songs. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, there's a gas station. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool, man. Everybody did a great job driving. Nobody died, you know. But when we were in Arizona, man, dude. Those guys got down. We played with our buddies called uh, Souls Condemned. They destroyed. Like they used to be in another band called uh, Brace for Impact, and that's how I met them. Uh, I like I saw them at a local show here, and they were touring, and they needed a place to stay. And I was like, "You guys are crashing my place, man!" So like, <laughs> yeah, so they crashed at my place for like two days because they had an off day. I just bought them pizza and beer, and yeah. then ever since then we were buddies. And then uh, we, you know, we, we've been down to Arizona t- twice now. That was our second time. The last time we went, but. Dude, they set it up awesome. This new band, Souls Condemned, it's like progressive symphonic metal. It's like it's so sick, dude. And uh, but anywho, but um, yeah, uh, they set, they have a warehouse where they they practice, I guess you know, and they, where they do the, all their studio. And I like a warehouse, dude. Like it's ginormous. Half, the other half is like full of dirt bikes and stuff because they like, <laughs> live out in the middle of nowhere. And then that was the part where I got nervous because I was like, damn, who's gonna come to this show, dude? And then it was packed. Like oh, because oh, it was like out in the sticks. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, dude. Like it was packed, man. It is crazy, like where metal has like its pockets of like yes. super fans, like like up in Wyoming. There's like all those fans in Cheyenne. Yeah, Laramie. Yeah, Laramie, dude. When we went to South Dakota, we were Rapid City. We played there once, and uh, there was a bunch of buddies uh, or a bunch of dudes that uh, they live on the an Indian. Uh, what do you call it? Reservation. Yeah, and so they just they book places like right on the edge because they're like we can't drink on the reservation, so we we got this VFW hall instead, you know, <laughs> and it's like right there, dude. It's like right there. They're like our house is over that hill, and I was like, yeah, dude. And- 
They're like, we just walk home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that lends to a good point. A lot of the the local metal scene, it seems like, is very DIY. Like people yes. are putting in a lot of sweat equity to make these shows and get these shows off the ground. Yeah. yeah. metal band (laughs) a lot of it is just you know boots on the ground and right people staying at each other's houses and yeah there's like that different level like where you're just at a you know a local band and then you can get signed to a label but then you're nobody really knows you and but you're signed so you're doing all these shows you know that's usually when you meet somebody because it's like yeah you saw the headlining acts but then like these other dudes who are really cool they're like yeah we got nowhere to crash tonight and then that's how you're like meet them and then so on and so forth but yeah it's a very like awesome community of like people because it's so interesting to me like how anybody could like think now to, like oh metalheads are oh, the devil blah 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 like dude that <laughs> that has to be thrown out the door because like the like metal people are some of the nicest and the coolest people and realest people i've ever met but like maybe that's just people in general i don't know <laughs> well but i think you get your feelings out through your art that's right? true yeah and, and a lot of people don't get their feelings out period and they just end up being persnickety or <laughs> you know Ill, ill-spirited. Ill-tempered. Ill-tempered, yeah. 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 Microaggressions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, well, that's okay. <laughs> stink eye. Dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we try to stay away from the stink eye. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny wanted you guys to tell the story about when you played at the Dickens Opera House in oh. Longmont. And how you found all that like crazy stuff, like buried oh, in the rafters. Oh, yeah. Dude, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, dude, that was a fun time, man. I, I don't remember exactly the year it was. But uh, anywho, they have a green room. And uh, like they have they have one that goes downstairs. And so you like walk through all like all these pipes and shit. And then there's a green room and you smoke weed and have a good time, right? And it's like a historic building. Yeah, it's like hundreds nuts. of years old. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, they got pictures of it. Like, you know, the build. Yeah, like everywhere. Like from when the roads were like just being built. And it's like the only thing right there. Dude, yeah. So we were, we were playing, man. And right before we played, we're like sitting in the back room. We're like warming up, you know. We're like we're getting starting to get liquored up a little bit because we like to be a little warm on stage, you know. And then, uh, and I see this door, and I was just like, "What the fuck's in behind this door? Why would they lock it, dude?" And we just fucking kick it open, and there's all the, <laughs> we just like, <laughs> there's just all these props and shit, dude. Like, like I guess they do plays or something there. I don't know, dude. But what we found was this big giant uh, skull, like it was a big head. <laughs> and so we brought it. We were like, "We're gonna put this on stage, dude." <laughs> and so, so we did. We had it like right in front of the drum kit, you know. And then one song, dude, I picked it up, and everyone was like, "Yeah!" And I threw it in the crowd, right. <laughs> And somebody picked it up and punched a hole in it and put their head on it. Dude, Dude, it was nuts, dude. Yeah. That was a pretty fun night, man. But that was nuts, dude. One of the first things I, I came to understand about you, Eli, is like you have no filter. Right, and you and you're very stream of consciousness. Stream of con is it stream of consciousness or stream of conscience? Actually, I don't know how you say that. I don't know. I just say what comes out. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's only got me hit in the face once, though. (laughs) But how does that how does that help your or does it sometimes does it hinder the music process? Like when we're working together and trying to write music. Yeah, or or even like when you're like with yourself trying to get things down. Like like are you finding like analysis paralysis or like. 
No, oh. dude. It, <laughs> so Phil Anselmo, I think he said he, he like he uses his, you know, his anger, you know, as fuel and his, you know, and that's what I've always like, you know, try to be is just like, yeah, I get mad, but it's just like, hey, what the fuck am I mad about? Like, I can't just be mad, you know, like or whatever or like, why am I bummed or and like, I don't know, like I. I guess I wear my heart on my sleeve, dude, you know, and like, and I don't think it's a bad thing. And, and, and honestly, you know, uh, if I wasn't the way I was, we, we wouldn't be sitting here talking, you know, and like, I, you know, being honest is key, you know, cause like there's nothing worse than like bullshitting other people, but like bullshitting yourself. And I think, you know, if people see that, like I, be as honest and open with them. I'm hoping they can be receptive and do the same thing and not just with me, but with themselves, you know? So I don't know, but it's just like, you know, if emotion comes out, it's because I, I really want it to be processed correctly and then like hammer it down. But that's why I love music, you know, because dude, even if somebody does piss me off, that's cool because now like, uh, like I'm sitting there with my guitar and like, uh, maybe I'm writing some, some darker riff I wouldn't normally write. I don't know. I don't know. Or, but, but like normally dude, I gotta be stoked to write music for other, for, you know, like, because it, it's just easier because music makes me happy, you know? And like, and it's just like whenever I'm bummed or upset, man, like I have to like really try to get out of the funk, you know? Cause it's just like, ah, all right, fuck it, dude. This is what I want to be. You know, this is what I want to do. This is what it's about for me, you know? And like ultimately be cool and be stoked for other people, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, you can't really write from like that shut down place. Of, like, yeah. Everything sucks. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It doesn't work with me, you know, like, yeah, even like I have, I have to like, again, I have to just process it and then I can really like put a song together, you know, it's really weird, but cool. Oh yeah. Talk to me about the, the purple being, uh, and the, uh, the latest uh, branding. Uh, where, how did that, that come about? So it's all about the death point. Yeah, that's why I called it a bean because I wasn't sure. Like it, like it didn't. It doesn't look like a demon, right? It doesn't look like an alien per se. It doesn't look like. Yeah. It's kind of like a little bit of everything. Yeah, right? what it really represents is just like like my mind, like in what like what I'm feeling, kind of you know, like or what the negative things like anxiety yeah. and depression, yeah. and that that ultimately in the music, it's all it's all your mind battling with your mind. Exactly. So like. Whoa. You're your own demons. Because I don't really believe in I don't like I don't believe in God or anything like that or like I don't even think I'm agnostic. So I don't really think of higher power. But like the only thing that's ever scared me, you know, is like other people, like and my and my own mind, you know. Because like, dude, you know, you can think any dude. You can like start thinking about something scary and get the chills out of nowhere. You know, you know, some guy at McDonald's isn't gonna do that unless he like shoves a knife in me or something. You know, like. But I just mean like you got to go to a nicer McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love those fries, damn it. But like, it's just like all the songs like put together, but like what's happening in my mind at the time. And those, those were the demons. Those were the things that like we're trying to get away in this planet, the planet of death, you know, what, that's what it was originally was planet death, but now it's like just whatever. So, so that being is, is an, an antagonist. Yes. Uh, an enemy. Yeah. Uh, but it's you, it's my, it's my own mind, you know, it's, your own mind. it's just my own mind trying to like fucking eat itself and like destroy this planet and like in a fight club sort of way yeah like like you're tyler durden yeah dude yeah (laughs) i look good with my shirt off (laughs) (laughs) but like (laughs) but yeah i might not be explaining this very well no 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 it's great but no yeah that's all it is it's just like 
you know, what, like almost what my mind was going through or what it seemed like when I was writing these, you know, particular songs. You know, if you look at Putrid, you know, a lot of those songs, like it's really crazy because like the newer stuff is darker and heavier, but that's just because of the progression. But it's like if I listen to the the Putrid album, those songs were actually like when I was really like in a lot of like emotionally, emotional pain, you know, or not, like upset with life and whatever. And so like when you look at that cover art, like, you know, it's almost the same thing. It's like it, there's the there's the the monster or whatever. And then there's the dude and the dude is me and like. It looks like this monster's ripping me apart, but it's actually just it's me like imploding coming from the inside, you know. And then the first one was fucking nuts because like it's <laughs> because it's actually <laughs> like if you look at the dudes, uh like there's two guys on each side, and basically it's like a handoff, you know. But it's me. Like I'm if you look at it, it's actually a mirror, like a mirror image, and it's me. I'm handing it to myself, you know, trying to figure it out. And so like we, you know, for a while we did this thing where it was like to the fallen all the time, you know, because that was the idea was like that those are the fallen. We are the fallen, you know, like people who stand up after like whatever happens and and it's always the mind, you know, like that can destroy you more than anything. Yeah, it's funny you say it because I, you know, when I, when I listen to the Putrid album versus your most recent album, I I see a clear distinction because the Putrid album sounds like defense mm-hmm. and the, the latest album sounds like offense. Oh, yeah. Uh, like we're bringing it to you instead of like it's getting me. Oh my god! Is that accurate? Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. You know that you know what we leave behind. It's like it's you know people take that about it, but it's like it's we're leaving all the crap behind and we're moving forward. You know, like these demons are in front of us. We got this planet. Like fuck all that shit, dude. We got to get out. It's time to <laughs> like, get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. Get to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get out like and live our lives, you know. But really it is just getting out of your own mind. Yeah. You know, and that's all I see. Whenever I look at that like I'm just thinking, I'm just like, "Oh shit, that's what I was thinking about." Like that's what was happening. So like, well, who knows what the next album will be like, but we haven't even discussed it or anything. But like, we'll see when we get there cuz we really want to we want to record a new album, but I would like to have a new drummer before we record oh, a new no. album. Intent. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, we're we're just going to maybe maybe uh, throw around some singles cuz we do have a bunch of songs and we're still writing cuz my ultimate goal is to just write 12 more songs so we can be ready. You know, for a new album, but like by the time we get there, who knows what's going to be happening, dude? Actually, what is it like to tour without a drummer? Like, like, do you see in the crowd they're just like, oh, where you know, where's it all coming from? <laughs> like, do you, do you see kind of gears turning in the head, or is it just like pure energy coming out of you, and yeah. you're like, just like, well, whatever they feel, they feel. Like, we're just going to bring it. You know, we've had a little bit of both. You know, like uh, always after the show, people are always like, we were looking for the drummer. <laughs> and, then we, and then we realized he wasn't there. He's like, you guys still did a good job, you know. And like, <laughs> a good, you get like a thumbs yeah. up and, yeah. and free wings. Yeah. 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 So I enjoy the opposite sometimes. Like when uh, we play Carter Springs, Legends Rock Bar, which is awesome. They do a live stream of everything that they put there. So it was like great footage for us. He's like, I kept going to the drummer accidentally. And then it was just an empty stage. And then I had to go back. So we saw him. Yes. We looked and we're like, oh, he was tricked at first. So that's always like the best. And yeah. I don't know. I I think often it's a maybe more of a concern before we play without saying that arrogantly, but like people like, Oh, I didn't know if I'd be as into it. And then I, I, it helps a ton. The tracks were actually recorded by a real drummer. So I I think it is different than just like totally programmed drums, which helps us out. We had a couple of songs that we programmed at first and that was kind of the initial idea. And then I was just like, I don't know, man. And I remember calling Nick, 
our engineer, uh, I was just like, dude, I was like, can we get those tracks? You know, the drum tracks? And he's like, yeah, let me just master them for you. I'll send you over. And I was like, oh, sweet, dude. This is uh, Nick from Rusty Sun Audio. Right? Oh, yeah, yes, that is right, yeah. Shout out to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's killer, man. He's probably one of the best dude in the, here, dude. Like, And affordable price, dude. Like, I don't care what anybody says, dude. You got to go him. But anywho, he sent us the drum tracks, dude. And so, dude, for almost... A year we practiced to just those eight songs over and over. And then one day I was just like, wait a minute, I could splice these up. We can play some of the older songs. And and then we did that and it worked out great. And then started writing new songs. So but we want a drummer. Yes. <laughs> so, but but the dude, thank goodness for Nick, man, because like, dude, this is working out great. Like, I like I'm not worried at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, when we go on stage, like I'm confident. Like, I when we're getting ready to play, dude, I like I probably feel more confident than I did before. You know, I don't know, but like, it's just like I know when we go up there, we're gonna kill it as long as we can hear the drums. Because, <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh, right. you need it in your monitor. Yeah, we always need the drums in the monitor. Has there ever been a moment where we're like you, you're like ready and you're like, okay, where where is it? Where's the drum? Where's the drum? Where's the drum? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be oh, yeah. different to not get like those cues and just hear it right behind you. Dude, one time we get to the venue and uh, I'm looking at these little monitors like and I was just like, oh, my God. And I go to the sound guy. And I was like, hey, man, do you think these are going to be loud enough? He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, they got to be loud like a drum set, you know? He's like, are you a loud band? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch, dude. It was actually great to just watch how Eli and Will were going to tackle this question. I'm <laughs> just like, the answer should be yes. What are they going to say? I was like, oh, God. I was like, we could turn down if we need to. That was, and he's just like, no, we're going to be fine. You know, like, but that was, I saw the hesitation because he like stared up at the sky for a moment. He just looked up and he's like, oh. hmm. Yeah, this will work. And I was like, oh, did yeah. it? Like, it feels like it won't. Well, it kind of worked. Well, <laughs> it worked. Was, be- was this at Dazzle Jazz Club? In, no, uh, in no, Denver? no. That actually worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Worse. That would be worse. Yeah. yeah I, the cops might not get called. <laughs> dude, yeah, who knows, man? Dude, one time we were going to play this house show, dude, and uh, like we were up next, right? And so we got all our gear out of the van. It's in the driveway, right? These dudes are maging, right? And smash into the door, and then the garage door is like falling. Fall. Yeah, dude. And everybody's like, we got to stop. And that happened right when we finished unloading our gear. And so we're sitting around for like an hour waiting for them to try to fix this door. Put it back on the track. Or and something. like the grandma's like, Standing out the, by the door, you know, and she's like, Aww. You can just play tomorrow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, dude, I know, right? <laughs> dude, yeah. And then they cut it down, dude. They cut it. And we, it was funny because we tried to, we were like, Just everybody come with us, come to the studio, we'll keep playing. And then they're like, And everybody just scattered. So yeah. we were just like, well, yeah. And we learned later, Will was even at that show. We just yeah. didn't know him at oh, it. Wow. So yeah, yeah. we all talked yeah. about that show. He's like, yeah. I was there. What was it like, uh, onboarding Will? And how do you feel like the sound is? change a little bit with the addition of will yes what does I, he bring to the table dude i would say 100 like it's it's like what it was like i think i wanted it to be like you know because uh, all the all the riffs uh on the first album with uh, just one guitar um it was uh, it like i always go to the i always do the harmony you know, but like you don't hear it, but Kayla would like still stay on the low parts and I would go up a third and only like if you had a keen ear, you could hear the difference. But now that we have two guitars, 
dude, it's like we it's money, dude. It's like <laughs> like seriously, like the it's just like it's obviously the sound is bigger, but uh it's just the guitar parts. Now we can do so much more, you know. And the cool thing is he's like he like you can he just he has a really good ear, you know what I mean? So like he learn he picks things up really quickly. He's classically and, uh, trained. Yes, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, he should and be able jazzingly to jazzingly trained. Yes. <laughs> jazzingly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, classically dude. Jazzingly. But yeah, I, he's he's been killer, dude. Like, it's just awesome to have like to like do dual solos, you know? Like, oh and, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Super cool. yeah. And it's like in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like, he should. We watched all those movies one night with yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Those. yeah, we yeah he's like, dude, I gotta oh, show you this, and yeah, we just we like, those okay. those. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we got down Wonderful. on that, dude. But yeah, it's been amazing, dude. Just ha- like to have another guitar player and a- have a, a good guitar player because you know. uh you know, I know like he tried out for a couple other bands and stuff and whatever, whatever happened, happened. But like, I'm glad that he ended up with us because, you know, with him being technically good, it makes me want to not slack. You know what I mean? So like, it, it makes me want to push myself more, you know? So I'm and just And then like, you see all this extra like potential. You're like, we could do this. We yeah. could do that. Like. Yeah, it's really cool, dude. It's really cool, man. And like, and then Kayla's destroying it on the bass. So like. Yeah, she's been only been playing bass since she's been in this man, dude. <laughs> like, which is nuts. <laughs> so, but she's destroying it. So, yeah, I'm just excited because you know, like, yeah, like I can think of a cool little lick, you know, like a leady part. But like, will like it's cool to have a different, completely different mind. You know, that's that can play good because then it's just like, oh, whoa, I wouldn't even have thought of doing that, but it works out perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, really, you hear it that you all three are like these really trained musicians who are like coming together versus like, well, such and we don't have a drummer, so such and such is cousin. We just yeah. taught him the drum part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude, and you do a Meg White sort of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, no, yeah. we yeah, or, or no, dude. Like you know, we, we were you know we had it. We've always been. My idea was to always be a good band. You know, it's like <laughs> and, good, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's in your mission statement. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Right. Be good. That's why we've yeah. got a while without a Yeah, but like the yeah. auditioning process helped out a lot. You know, because we actually, you know, we had a different bass player before Kayla came in. You know, and then. You know, we thought it was going to work out, but that first practice, he, he bailed, and we were just like, "Well, first practice, you're not even coming, dude. We're going to keep looking." Yeah, that's a bad first yeah. impression. And it, yeah, and it worked mm-hmm. out great. And then Will, you know, I I think we had a, a a couple other guitar players, but they were like always messaging me, needing like extra stuff. You know, like, can you send me the tabs? Can you, or can you send me the tracks? Can you put a click track in the track? Can you do this? Can you slow it down? I'm just like, what the hell? You guys don't have a computer? Like, you know, <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> no. Jesus. Yeah, no. that's actually a requirement. Um, to being a musician these days is having a having computer. A Seriously, dude. Yeah. 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 It changes everything. Yeah, address. you need it. An email address. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you need a, it. And get a Not Gmail. Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get a hotmail. Yeah, exactly. What about AOL? AOL. Yeah. Kayla, what was like what was it like transitioning from uh basically the other instruments that you knew to the bass? Was it difficult yeah. was it did it feel like second nature like what were the challenges involved in that so i think there's two really key things that i take away from it and one because i used to play flute i think actually a lot of why i love bass is because i didn't necessarily get to ever fulfill that 
as a flute and like I'm a very like support type person like I I love the bass like it, it really is my instrument and the one thing that drove me crazy about my other band is like obviously I play the melody sometimes but I wanted to add rhythms and other support and I remember one of my bandmates saying like all right you just have to understand this you play the flute you're always the melody everyone thinks you're the melody that's your only part and that was such a bummer. And I Nobody hated puts Kayla in a corner. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just want to support the melody, man, not play. <laughs> um, no. So, like, I, I think there's, like, a ton of it and, like, just the rhythmic side and um, that I was always really drawn to. Like, I love rhythms and stuff. So, I, I think it's a lot of, like, just being that, like, support type person that I am. Like, I'm not the center of attention. I don't want to be. No, but you not, have a, like, you have where a very, I'm comfortable. You have a very fierce <laughs> stance, though. Oh. Like yeah, you do, like you don't you, blend you know. in on right, stage. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. to you, the back. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a melody stage presence, yeah. even though you're supporting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I would say the other really funny thing that flute has definitely, definitely influenced. So I never played guitar before bass. I don't know how to use a pick. Like at all, mm-hmm. it was it was terrible. I tried to start learning. I hated it because I felt really like, hard to use a pick well, on a flute. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> made no sense. Um, yeah, but on a bass, um, I felt like I couldn't feel the instrument, which was the biggest thing to me. Is when I felt like I was holding a pick, I felt really detached from anything I was playing. So I just like made the decision when we started with you. I was like, all right, I got to get really good with my fingers because that is the only path I'm going to go down. And yeah. like, no, no question, no pick. I'm going to have to figure this out. So I, I don't know. I feel like that was directly influenced by, by playing flute instead of actually coming from guitar where you use a pick and that's. Cause you want to feel that response. Basically. Yeah. Or a yeah. really long fingernail. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Which is good. Yeah. Cause that's kind of like, <laughs> like the metal elite thing is that like you play finger bass. I know. So you I look know. down upon people who use that pick. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, Got it. It's helped. But You're already at your picks. upper echelon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. You, you that, leveled up. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Of all things, I probably the only thing bass players are like snooty about. It's just if you play with your fingers or if you play with a pinch. Oh. Yeah. It's, but I, I will say, dude, it's nuts because like, you know, you know, with us not having a drummer, you know, and then like we get on stage and then we're all like. You know, like we're we're you know we're for, we're starting to come into each other. Like now we're starting to like look like I don't know like look more the same. Will's got his growing his hair out. You know, we're dressed <laughs> all the same. I guess I don't know. I don't know. We just look, we're looking more like a, like a connected band instead mm-hmm. of just like three random people up there because it kind of felt like that to be honest at yeah. first because mm-hmm. like. Well, you know, I had a, like, a completely different new lineup, you know, and it was just right. like and you're like looking to your left and right and be like, is this who is this the working? hell is this person? Like, yeah. 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 Or like, who's what the hell's going on? You know, and those first couple of shows, my brain, like I felt like I wasn't there. I felt like I was outside watching us. And it was weird, dude, because I was just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I was just like, I had a hard time getting into it, to be honest, you know, because I think I just I don't know what the hell I was thinking, you know, but I just wasn't there. And and then like net, but like, you know, now dude we go like we're at a show we all hang out we all laugh dude we're just like i'm just i'm just ready to hit the stage with my band you know and like and i can't wait to bring that fourth member in you know because it's going to be awesome dude like but like i these drum tracks you know like i can't i thought it was i was i used to be a snooty duty dude i used to be (laughs) i used to be like i was like no drum tracks or no tracks we're not doing no fake shit you know like you know and then one day 
we like added some like you know some choir singing here and there, and then I was just like, hmm, this kind of sounds cool, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it was like the first time I put on tight exactly. pants. I was just like, whoa, you know? Like, <laughs> we're not tight today. That sorry. jaggings experience. Yeah, right? dude. I was just like, I was like, Never what? I can stretch in these. I think that was before jaggings. Yeah, you that's were, true. Yeah, those were, were those were real pants. girl pants at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, size twelve, I think. Anyway, yeah. you're a size twelve. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. So it was an awesome, but like kind of dilemma. I was like, oh, we fit in the same pants. I don't know how I feel about sharing pants with my boyfriend, yeah. but that's all right. We don't do that now, though. Don't worry. So I've oh, that, never that's tried on your pants. <laughs> that's fine. That's take, right. take them off, Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've never appealed to me, really. They've never <laughs> yeah, damn. For myself. Yeah. For myself. She's like, I think you're quite stylish. I'm, thank you. Yeah. I'm currently wearing Jankos. Oh, uh, nice. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, I guess that's one of the last things we'll talk about is uh, you two are, are uh, a relationship. Oh, yeah. Right? And you are in a band. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two relationships. So you're in two <laughs> relationships. Doses. Which is twice as many as yeah. many other relationships. <laughs> uh, how how does it work? Are there challenges? Are there joys? You know, joys? Like how do you uh it's good. I, no. <laughs> no uh, I don't I, let him talk. No, I just <laughs> I, the, well, I think the weird thing is like I'm so used to like because like I was so used to like coming home and then like discussing band practice, you know. And now I get like the like we get home and it's just like sometimes we're just like talking in circles and I'm just like we need to shut the hell up. Like we're just <laughs> we you know like we we're just kind of like saying the you know like you know because we, we you know we're one of those we're people that really want to figure things out. You know, like we we don't like shit to like just be hanging around or whatever. You know, like we want to figure out what the problem is and then make things better. You know, so like sometimes like we we can't do that unless we're like we're in we're with the whole band or like doing something you know but but other than that like you know but everything's fine dude you know like yeah. <laughs> like people like uh, like i don't get it like people are like oh, you're gonna get jealous or whatever i was like i don't give a shit dude i was just so, like <laughs> i was like dude no, Mario's like, are they gonna buy merch from it <laughs> yeah I was, just, I was like that you just bought yeah <laughs> I was like that dude just bought her two beers. And I was like, see, that, that guy's saving us money, bro. I was like, yeah, I was like, I am cool with whatever. He's our wealthy benefactor. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but like, I, yeah, I think we're secure. We're secure in ourselves, and we like, you know, we understand each other, and we we trust each other, you know. Yeah. And like, that was a huge understanding. Like, you know, well, obviously, because we're in a relationship, you know. But then, like, to join the band, like, you know. I don't even like. Yeah, because you were it, yeah. just to be clear, you were in a relationship before the band. And yeah, you had to formally yeah. like, Kayla, you had to formally like audition. Yeah, to be in the band. And anyone <laughs> in that situation, I would absolutely always say like, do audition because <laughs> even for in like that, that, I don't know, that was like a point of importance to me, and I think it helped a lot. Um, not that you have to already be a musician, but like I already was a musician. I, I understand what it takes. I understand what it was getting into. Like it wasn't from the relationship ass point or aspect point. As, 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 yeah. It wasn't the relationship aspect. Like, like it really was ass. like, yeah. I'm a musician. Like that, that was the harder thing to overcome. Honestly, is like, I understand we're in a relationship too, but always audition because any band, like you said, like it, it is your own relationship. Like you're, you're never just dating one person in a band, you know, like you, you have to make sure like everyone votes you in has to be unanimous, has to be comfortable. So I actually love auditions. I think they're like, they're a really great way to get get rid of those like biases and friendships and politics between people. Just like make it a group decision, mm -hmm. make, make it, it okay, make it more objective. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will say kind of a crazy thing. So I don't know 
if I ever would have been in this position and like didn't think I was necessarily going to do music. So Eli, the bassist had already left before they went to record the album. So Eli actually recorded all of what we leave behind the bass. And he did it on, I had a little beginner one (laughs) that I've had from um, an ex, like forever. I never really learned how to play it. I knew like most of one Rise Against song and would occasionally try (laughs) it. I was like, where's that bass? I need to learn these bass parts. Never knew it. So he got my bass and he learned the whole album. And then after he finished recording, it was out all the time. I was like, you should just teach me how to play that. Like I've always wanted to play. I want to, I want to know. And then the first song he taught me was Lifeless. And then he taught me like another When Darkness Falls song. And I was like, well, I know two out of four audition songs at this point. So (laughs) like it really just spiraled and kept going. And I, I, we didn't plan it. Yeah. It seems like you got into the bass or organically it wasn't yeah. like well we need a bass player so learn bass yeah, yeah. no yeah. absolutely not and i think right. even eli said at the beginning it was like he was the hardest person to convince <laughs> yeah i was just like i don't um, know dudes i don't know about this i was like this seems crazy you know like i just whatever it was and then you know we we did the first set because whenever we do an audition you know we do multiple sets you know because you got to get the first one out of the way mm-hmm. get, get the jitters Shake out yeah. yeah do you record uh-huh. your auditions no so you, no, no, no 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 uh, we just we just we just do like three sets in a row yeah. Yeah. and just try to get to know the dude or whatever and it uh, was still actually when nate was still there yeah yeah so we still was, had a drummer too yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah that was crazy yeah so we yeah. were a four piece at one time yeah for and, a little for yeah. a little bit yeah but like no also for will too like he he was stuck up for me that's true, yeah, because, yeah, I, like, I don't oh, was know. Will in the band when you auditioned? Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Will was first, because he did yeah. a recording. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, well, he just did his solos, so he was still uh, fresh to the band. Yeah. And I, t- and I, could, I told him, I was like, dude, we're going to go in the studio, and he's just like, what? And I was like, don't trip, dude. I was like, just, I was like, just. <laughs> that is kind of a lot. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the band. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, and I was like, yeah. just do your mm-hmm. solos. I was just like, I know these songs well enough. I'll just do both parts. And then, but I didn't think about it because I was like, oh shit, dude, I have to do like, so in five days. Yeah, you must have been yeah, exhausted. I was so tired. <laughs> dude, <laughs> and yeah. vocals. Dude, uh, when it was uh, over, I remember just feeling so like, yeah. like it wasn't even like a good feeling. I was just like, Thank you're like, I'm God. a vessel yeah. of a human. Yeah. And you were driving like an hour both ways to yeah, Parker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he's oh, in Parker. Really really yeah, yeah. But it, it was totally worth it. Again, playing out like, you know, Nick is super professional. Like I've, I know you. Yeah. You guys have had such a great relationship yeah, with Rusty. He's killer, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. and his dog and other things oh, that have happened down there. I can't really say. <laughs> right, but anyway, right. okay. no, not with the dog. It's no. Awesome. No, 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 it was a weird editing, thing. Editing, to editing, say. editing. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't even think I've heard that one. So usually we wrap up uh, uh, each episode by going around the room and talking about what we're listening to this week. Oh. So, would either of you want to go first? I can. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. um, So, when we went to the Allegiant show, they were here recently. I, and actually Eli, so I met a Sawyer's. I had no idea Omnium Gathering was a band. Omnium Gathering. So, um, it's the guitarist from Insomnium. So I, I knew of that group. I, I think they are like overall scale a little bit larger. This guitarist is in another group. They're all from, I believe it's Finland. They are absolutely incredible. So once they played their live show, which we didn't honestly really know they were playing, <laughs> I was like definitely kept listening to them more. Um, so it's probably my main one. Hmm. I, dude, I'm like, I feel a little lost here. Because we've just been uh, we've been doing like a bunch of little random recordings at the house, so a lot of it honestly has just been listening to like all the stuff we've been working on. Um, but okay, okay. Uh, last night, what were we listening to last night? Judas Priest. Oh, like, Ed, you were singing. Oh, damn. 
Yeah. Falsetto. Like, the whole time. Like, everything. We were watching uh, uh, Yeah, their first live DVD from 1982. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm a huge Judas Priest fan, and I got that DVD when I was like 15 or something like that. And it all, the weird part was like my dad, like there, there was a, you know, Jimmy Hendrix when he played at Monterey pop, you know, uh, he, that was his first time in America. But uh, anyway, he, my dad worked at this loaf and jug and he found this DVD laying on the floor in the package. And he's like, Hey, I found this. Here you go. He's like, you like guitar, right? And I was like, yeah, or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, Whoa. and I was like, what is this? And then I it was like, turned out to be like one of his like big iconic shows. But, but Judas Priest, dude, we were going ham on the priest last night, dude. Yeah, because I love that shit, dude. <laughs> dude. But yeah, cool. 1982. Uh, I have been listening to this Frank Zappa. I don't know if it's a mix or a release, some release called the Gumbo Variations. <laughs> cool. <It's> really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, this band Kenny got me into called Still Woozy. Still oh, yeah. Woozy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it's would you say? It's a bedroom pop. So bedroom. Really like bedroom really? pop. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's like very like kind of. I don't spacey, understand that. Like, you're very like you're just like laying on the floor uh, listening to it. Okay. Yeah. You guys don't have a bed in your bedroom? Well, we do. But <laughs> <laughs> Only when he's taking up the whole bed. Uh, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> and then I've been listening to. I'm just scrolling through this. Guy Robert Ellis who sings kind of like Americana, oh, kind of folky kind of. But he has this song about Topo Chicos. I was just telling Ty about it. <laughs> we love it, and it's in such high demand right now. I know it's really hard to find Topo Chico. I, well, I don't know. I really don't know. What it's that like is this either. bubbly water. Oh, it's bubbly water made in Texas, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is it from Mexico? No, Texaco. Texaco. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is from Mexico, isn't it? It's I, from I Monterey, Mexico, it, yeah. isn't it? Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm visualizing the label right now. Ah. Uh, what uh, about you, Kenny? I I think you turned me on. to, I think it was you. Uh, Ice Nine Kills. Uh, or not. I don't. I would say no. Kills? I'm going to say no on that one. But I know. I know of that. I well. I love. Uh, they're actually touring with Motionless and White, and I love Motionless and White. Oh, okay. So like yeah, that yeah. would be cool. But I don't. I I can honestly say I don't. I don't know one song by them. Somebody. Somebody told me. Somebody in the studio told me about Ice Nine Kills, and they're like, they made all these uh, basically songs based on horror movies. Oh, cool. And I've been putting them on a heavy rotation. So might have to check that out. It's kind of metal, but it's almost like they used Fallout Boy's producer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything is super quantized and synchronous like like it sound it has like more of a poppy sound than most metal most metal is just like raw and like like it's like dirt is being thrown in your face when yeah. you're listening to it you're like yeah yeah more 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 dude yeah i know what you mean dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this is more like it feels more produced but the fact that it's about like all these horror movies and mm. then like like uh you know they have one about american psycho uh and uh you know yeah Oh, you haven't watched American Psycho? No. <gasps> it's awesome. I Dude, I we, well, we pulled out the, a bunch of our records the other day, and uh, there was one I had never listened to. I thought it was going to be a comedy uh, comedy thing, but it's called Meet the Bruiser, like meat, you know, like. M-E-A-T. Yeah, Meet yeah. the Bruiser Band. 
And dude, this guy, this guy, oh man, what year was it? Is 80 something or 70? I don't remember. Anyway, I think 80s. But the guy, he just sings, he just does like cover songs and changes the lyrics. And he's just talking about getting drunk and throwing up, dude. <laughs> like, oh, so it's like a Jimmy Buffett. Like this old drum set in the corner. And he's in a, yeah, and he's in a wrestling at like singlet, you know, and he's just holding a guitar and beers like all over the floors. Are you sure this wasn't you? Dude, yeah. <laughs> this seems dude, like, oh, like oh, meet the bruiser, dude. Well, I saw him and I was like, this is a man this is a man <laughs> yeah this is the man i want to become yeah that was the same day we found out about dolomite when i bought that album too whoa okay yeah that was like crazy how that happened because we i was like i was like kayla look at this guy album dude and he's like sitting there like naked and he's got fruit in front of his balls and stuff and i was just, and i was like who is this guy was, no clue and then we go home and that day was when they put the the netflix movie or the oh, yeah. dolomite movie with yeah that same night we watched it and and we're, and, uh, we're watching it and uh, i was like oh it's eddie murphy dude you know we got to check it out or not eddie murphy was it eddie no murphy? it is eddie oh, murphy. Damn. yeah i was like yeah it was like eddie. i was like oh my gosh i was like he's in a new movie and it was tvma i was like i got to do it i gotta watch it you know you know i was like the last thing i remember was doing those kids movies you know so i was like we gotta see what he's got this is so much yeah. better than dr doolittle too dude yeah i was like yeah he's not talking to any animals we saw the exact like scene where they created that record and then we stopped and we're like we saw that today oh god is real but like i don't know, I don't know. but yeah dolomite that's that's funny dude yeah real, real quick what are what are three bands that if, if people are listening because we you know we have like a wide net of people that listen uh they've never listened to metal what would be two or three artists for them to check out besides when darkness falls uh that uh that would be a good introduction to metal so I, I would honestly say him is an amazing first band well i think it's like gateway metal it's love metal yeah it's love metals love metal yeah that's what it's like branded as and well i don't know that was okay. some of my first awesome. impactful songs. Oh, if you're at a loss, let's just say Elevate, but they're older stuff because I absolutely love them. It, it's very folky, but it's it's glorious. That was actually my first, like, Inlight wasn't actually a band, so we were just all coming together, and I learned part of um, Dance of Death by Inlight, and I, like, made myself audition because I was dating a guy in that band. The dater bander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, well, I think we have to wrap up now, but thank you very much, uh, When Darkness Falls. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rocky Mountain Mixdown. For more information on any of the topics we discussed this week, Look us up online at doghousemusic.com or your favorite social media platform.